Good morning, everyone. Wow, that's kind of loud, isn't it? Um, can you just drop the main white switches down a little bit, please? Thanks. It's good to have you together with us today for our Good Friday service, where we take time to remember what Christ did for us on the cross. Uh, today, we will not have a traditional service in some ways because there will be no specific message other than the message that is spoken to us through the songs that we sing and through the scriptures that we read. This will be a time of reflection as we reflect on what Jesus has done on the events surrounding Good Friday. We're going to open our time together with our first song, which reminds us of why we're here. I will sing of my Redeemer. Please stand.
please remain standing. Jesus, we thank you for everything that you have done for us. Thank you for your incredible love, your obedience to the Father, and your sacrifice for us. May you be honored in this time of worship today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him thirty pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Thank you, Scott. We're going to sing once again, Near the Cross. You may remain seated as we sing together. Number 319, Near the Cross.
And now we're going to remember the Lord's table, but we're going to do things a little bit differently today. We'll have a reading, and then we'll sing the first two verses of When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, at which point we'll ask the deacons and servers to come forward. Let's do our next reading together. It might help if I have a Bible. Still not used to being up on the stage. Our next reading is from Matthew 26, verses 17 to 19. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, go into the city to a certain man and tell him the teacher says, my appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. Let us now sing together the first two verses of When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. We'll ask the deacons and servers to come forward in the singing of our second verse. Please stand. be seated. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the other, surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, the one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, 
you have said so. And so we are gathered around the Lord's table, remembering what happened on that night, and also following the Lord's command that we would continue to remember his sacrifice to us and for us. This table is open to all who profess in Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. These elements that we have before us represent the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And we are reminded to take this seriously in this time of reflection. So we remember the words that are written here for us in the scriptures. And while they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. We'll now have a prayer of thanksgiving for the body of Christ. Lord Jesus, as I take this bread, a symbol of your broken body, I want to thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Take control of my life. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. The body of Christ given for you and for me. Take and eat in remembrance of him. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, 
all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for, the, for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you the truth. I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Let us now have a prayer of remembrance for the blood of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, on this Good Friday, you have given us the privilege of gathering together around this table to remember that Jesus shed his blood to pay the penalty for our sins. As we take this cup, our hearts are overflowing with thanks and praise for all he did for us. We also look forward to the day when Jesus reigns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords on this earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus shed for you. The blood of Jesus Christ has been shed for each one of us. Let us drink in remembrance of him. When they had sung a hymn, they went out from the Mount of Olives to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus told them, this very night, you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night... Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. 
we profess our own faith to Christ. That we would be faithful, that we too would go with him and die with him. And yet we fail at times, Jesus Christ. This is not a surprise to him any more than it was that what would happen with the disciples. Remember that Jesus washed Judas' feet as well. And so even as we have taken this bread and drinking from this, drunk from this cup, know that God knows our hearts, that Jesus would still go to the cross for you. Let us stand and sing the other two verses of When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. be seated. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. We're now going to sing the first verse 
of Lead Me to Calvary. We're going to sing a verse, we'll have a reading, a verse, a reading, and so on until the hymn is done. You may remain seated as we sing. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them, the one I kiss is the man, arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, do what you have come for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father? And he will at once put more than 12 legions of angels at my disposal. But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Show me the tomb where thou wast laid, tenderly mourned and wept. Angels in robes of light arrayed, guarded thee whilst thou slept. I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, 
I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look now, you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah. Who hit you? Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them, for your accent gives you away. <coughs> Excuse me. Then he began to call down curses and swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Let me like Mary through the gloom Come with a gift to thee Show me now the, the empty tomb Lead me to Calvary Lest I forget Gethsemane Lest I forget thine Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans on how to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priests picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. 
They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field as the Lord had commanded me. next reading will be responsive. I'll read the parts in white, and you'll read the parts in yellow. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? When he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. So when the crowd gathered, Pilate asked them, which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with the innocent, excuse me, that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him.
They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. And after they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Let's now stand and sing together the old rugged cross. Please stand.
trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Please be seated. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink, mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head they placed the written charge against him, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way the chief priests The teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. We're now going to have some alternate verses and readings once again. You may remain seated as we sing the first verse of Were You There? From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those standing there heard this. They said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and tombs broke open. 
The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal the body and tell people that he has been raised from the dead. This deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. song has four verses and we are not singing the fourth verse today because the story is unfinished although those who had seen to the death of Jesus Christ thought that was the end of the story this is not the end of the story for we are Easter people 
We remember Good Friday because we know that on that day Jesus paid for our sins. It is finished, he said. We also know that three days he would rise from the grave. And so you are invited to either join us for our sunrise service at 6.30 in the morning on Sunday. Uh, We will have the sun will rise. Hopefully we will see it. Hopefully it will be clear. And we'll have breakfast afterwards and some time to celebrate and have some games as well. There's even going to be an Easter egg hunt. Imagine that. And then at 10.30, we'll have our regular service. You're invited. We'd love to have you there. And so now, we are left in the in-between. It's strange, isn't it? To have a service that is different. No long message. A time where we are left in an uncomfortable space. Waiting. But we wait in expectant hope. And so we go forth from this time and be the people of expectant hope. Go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.